Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Keep your arms and legs inside the ride, ladies and gentlemen. Because this is, it's bumpy. It's bumpy at times, but we're rolling and we're riding and it's been a blast. You're listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. We're happy to be here. Jazz on a 2-0 series lead against the Clippers right now, and it is cloud nine from right now. Keeping it interesting. A lot to talk about. We haven't talked to you since before the series started. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about game one and this, this home stint against the Clippers. I mean, the Utah Jazz in the regular season had the best home record, hands down. So, I mean, there's some expectations for us to perform well at the home home court, but uh, it's been unreal, the performances we've been able to see from our players. Yeah. Um, the the scary thing is, is, is all we've done is accomplish what the home team should. Like, it's just we're meeting expectations right now. The home teams are expected to win, and we've done that. But not for the Jazz. I mean, <laughs> nobody expects the Jazz to win. We haven't had home court advantage in how many years, though? Right. Well, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter what we do or don't do. The, the credit, the credit, no, nobody gives us credit for anything. They're like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if the Jazz are in first seed, they're out first round. Oh, they're out second round. They'll be out third round. Oh, they're going to lose in the championship, hey, whatever n- it is. Not according to the article you found. Why don't you share this? I know it's early, but why don't okay. you share the article? Yeah. Let's you, jump into this. this guy, okay, this is from a guy named Sam P., Sam P. <laughs> yeah. Not affiliated with Playoff P? Pushoff uh, P? No. Well, let me... Let or me Pandemic to, P. I'm going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Sam Paneyotovich. Okay. Not related to the Jazz, no. I'm assuming? Okay. No. He is a Fox Sports betting analysis. Okay. And this is the title of his article. Why the winner from the Jazz Clippers series will win the NBA title and not the Nets. So ultimately, what this article, and it's four pages, I have it right here in front of me, uh, what this article is saying is, regardless of the Denver Suns matchup, regardless of any of the East matchup, they're saying the Nets will go to the title from the East. They'll go to the, the championship game. But it doesn't matter because whoever wins the series between the Clippers and the Jazz will defeat the Nets at the championship and will be the title team for the year. So right now we're watching whoever wins the series is the title. So why even play? I'm already on board right now. Just <laughs> Because we want to say we did it. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, we are seeing the beginning of serious national recognition. Um, the announcers last night, Doris Burke, by the way. Right. I, I'm a big fan. She's awesome. She knows her stuff. Um, she said last night, Donovan Mitchell is transitioning from star to superstar before our eyes Amen. in this playoffs. And we get to watch the whole thing. It's amazing. And and Rudy is right there with him in a non-statistical sense. But I feel like people are finally getting used to watching the Jazz now that we're nationally televised. And they're seeing the impact that Rudy has on a nightly basis, on a minute basis when he's taken out of the game it's a it's a completely different five on five it is strategies change everything changes not to d not to devalue what favors does for the jazz because he's been playing excellent against this clippers lineup i mean let's give gobert a little bit of recognition at game one that block uh incredible i mean 
I, I still give him a lot of credit for winning the game almost in a sense because it was his defense that the last nine seconds of the game that helped us secure our lead and win that game one. It's incredible. It's cool seeing him develop his defensive game. By the way, three-time defensive player of the year right here, everybody. Pop some champagne, baby. <laughs> he just won his third DPOY award uh, the other night. But the And he said it in, in one of his interviews. He's a better defender now than when he won it the first time. Absolutely. I mean, of course. And I think a lot of that has to do with his versatility. He's now able to guard guys on the perimeter. He's able to, to help off a pick and roll and still close out to the pick and pop guy. Right. Right. So he's, it's, it's always scary to see him step up to the three-point line, uh, but I'm much more confident with his recovery mm-hmm. in that situation. Um, so it's been a great thing to see him and to, and to have him. No joke, he's the best. I think we've talked about it before, um, but next time you're watching the game, listeners, watch or, or keep track of how many times a guy drives into the paint, sees Rudy, and just says, nope, nope, and circles back around. Dribbles yep. around. It's hilarious, it and really I love is. it. Even when you see like big stars on the Clippers. Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi will run in there and be like, I'm like, oh, crap, here goes Kawhi. Oh, oh no, 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 go bear. I chased him out of there. <laughs> he didn't even try. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, his impact on the team and on the floor really is uh, tremendous, and, and we're so lucky to have him. We really are. I mean, go bear. So game one. Yeah. Um. Kind of a tale of two halves. Mm. Down thirteen at halftime. What what in your mind sparked us to coming back? What what changed at halftime to be able to win that by three points? It was a it was a down to the wire game. Uh, it, you know, game one was an interesting game. I, I think a lot of the Jazz Nation were a little ner- nervous there. I would say, but Donovan went went in the in the locker room and he was mic'd up for that game. So a lot of his dialogue was released later to the public and. Uh, he went in and told the team that he had failed the team. That's why they were losing. And he said, it's all on me. He, it was really, it was, I'm going to say it was all came down to a change in mindset for Donovan Mitchell. Love it. He wasn't going to let the team, he wasn't going to let the jazz lose. There was, it, no matter what it took, he was going to put it all on his shoulders and that's how it was going to have to be. And he came out in beast mode third quarter and never let off the gas. So you got to give credit to the leadership and the performance of Donovan Mitchell. The cool thing is it's one thing to like say that and try to pick your team up with your words and whatever, but he actually accomplished what he said. He had 13 points at halftime. He ended up with 45, 45 points from Incredible. Donovan. Crazy. Against um, arguably have been talked about some of the, the two of the best wing defenders in the league. Right. It's nuts. Uh, he can penetrate. Man, and he can shoot. <laughs> no pun intended there. Um, <laughs> he's he's it was it's so fun to have him on the Jazz, and and so fun to have him be like pumping up the other players on the team. And I think he's just going to continue to play that role as a emotional and uh, leader on the on the whole on the roster. I mean, there's nowhere else we can really get that type of fire. Um, Mitchell's been incredible. We talked about Gobert. Um, it has kind of been fun seeing Ingles show up to some, some basketball games. Well, without Mike, (laughs) he had to do it or we were going to lose every game. Um, Ingles, not so much in the, the game one, he only went three for 12, but game two, Ingles stepped up, hit a big three down the stretch, um, and ended up with 19 points 
which is uh, an Ingles we haven't seen for probably months. I would say months. Yeah, absolutely. He's just got to be aggressive off the start of the game. And once he makes a couple baskets and he has that confidence, I think he plays so much better. So it might be an important thing for the Jazz lineup to provide clear in-rhythm shots for him early on in the game so he can have that confidence to start with. And he may not have to be our main scorer guy, but for him to be able to know that when he feels good about the shot, he can take it and doesn't have to pass it up, that's pretty valuable. And this is a, a chicken or the egg situation. Does Ingles play better when he's talking crap? <laughs> because I finally saw him open his mouth and start mocking some players. Or does he start talking crap when he plays better? I surveyed 100 people on this question. Okay, good. This I'm glad morning, you. And survey says <laughs> when Joe Ingles talks crap first, he performs better. Joe, we need you and your mouth and your Aussie language to... Yes. To step up. Just <laughs> run that mouth. Say whatever you want. <laughs> Don't hold back no filter. No, I feel like Joe's back, and he's picking up the the slack that we're missing from Conley. Um, Conley's been out two games now. Does that concern you? Do we do we need him to win this series? Uh, yes, 100%. 100%. Because the fatigue on the lineup. I mean, listen, we have Oni in the game for five minutes and six seconds in game two. And I know he played a little bit of time in game one. I don't have his numbers in front of me. Um, replace him with with Mike Conley. And the impact on the game is going to completely change in momentum for the Utah Jazz. There's just nothing about it that you can argue. So uh, eventually our guys are going to, like Donovan taking the lead and Joe Ingles bringing the ball down. Eventually that fatigue will set in, and they're not the best decision makers at the top of the, of the court. So where Mike Conley is, I, I, I'm, I don't think we can win the series without Mike Conley. Yeah, I think we are extremely fortunate. Not to say, not to downplay how we're playing. We're fortunate to be up 2-0 without Mike because right. we talked about Mike being the best player in the first round for the Jazz and how right. he was picking apart their defense Absolutely. and just being another threat outside on the perimeter because George Yang isn't cutting it no. from the perimeter. Um, like you said, Oni got limited minutes, but those are minutes that will be with Mike Conley as well as to give other guys a little bit extra breather. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Mike's, Mike's hopefully on his way back. When, when do you see him coming back? Is he going to play a game three? In L.A., is he traveling to L.A.? I assume so. I, I hope he's ready on Game 3. My, I think that the Jazz are just holding out to use him for their away game so they have a bit of a secret weapon, uh, something that can break down their zone defense, which was really hard for us in the third quarter against the Jazz. So it, just, just as a reminder, in the regular season, we played the Clippers three times, and we won them two out of the three. And if you look at the positive and negatives, the games that we won were the, the best player to impact – the Jazz, was Mike Conley. Okay, It was his positive on the court that helped us win the games against the Clippers. So, it, like you say, we're fortunate to be where we are, and we've had a lot of, like Clarkson, I mean, he played 26 minutes last night. It's incredible, and he's been shooting fantastic. Uh, but the Stanima will eventually will start to look like the Clippers if we continue to not have Mike in our rotation. A little bit lazy. Um, speaking of injuries... Again, this is this is Mike's hamstring that's been kind of bugging him for a long time. Often, ever since he came to the Jazz. Yeah. Like, yeah. Speaking of injuries, it seemed to me and the announcers and everybody that Donovan maybe aggravated his ankle again right. in the third quarter, and then 
actually went to the floor with with 30 seconds left in the game with a collision with Paul George. Right. Uh, he says he's fine. They interviewed him after. He says it was just got hit and he's fine. He feels 100%. Do you, I don't know if I trust that. I don't. He, he looked like a different player after that event in the third quarter. I mean, he still had his. He still went off, but he wasn't quite as willing to attack the rim yeah. as first half Donovan was. Yeah, I think that was evident as well. So I think there's something there. And maybe he's just being cautious, uh, which is smart. Um, and I don't think he's going to – he may not be truthful with the – <laughs> with the jazz fitness directors i, I <laughs> yeah. honestly don't think he will i think that he'll just he'll he will not tell them he know, he's learned in the past if he's completely transparent with them they will hold him out he's watching what they're doing to mike conley and regardless he's not going to let this championship slip through his fingers if it hurts he'll he'll take it out on the court he ain't he ain't gonna tell nobody yeah he's he's proven to us he's the kind of player that's he's gonna be on the floor when we need him no matter what's going on. Um, what, what else? I mean, it's, it's Donovan, so much going Don, on. Donovan has been completely incredible. Royce O'Neal has been playing some high minutes, incredible defense. we got to thank him for all that he does and hitting some great shots. Um, we, did, we did pick up a, a mid-playoff free agent. We do have a new player on the team. It's, this is news to me. It's defensive Bogdanovich. Oh, what <laughs> happened? In game two, and, and in the fourth quarter of game one, oh, we put Bogdanovich on their best player and a top five player in the league, Kawhi Leonard. Right. And he, can I say, shut him down? 100%. What, what, what is this? I remember there was times throughout the year where they would attack Bogdanovich. They would get a pick and roll with him to switch him onto their main ball handler because he was so poor at defense. And we had to hide him on the defensive end. What in the world? Who is this guy? And I love him. Okay, so look at this. Bogey only had 16 points. Well, I guess that's not far below what his average is. I'd say he's 20 to 21 points at average. Uh, so, I mean, if we have to give up five or six points for him to be putting all this energy into his defensive game, it's worth it, man, because it's really shutting down their team. And it's been so fun to watch. Like his aggressive jumping on the on the ball on the court, getting wrapped up in a wrestling match over the ball. It's been way cool to see. I don't know what it is. Uh Quinn Snyder actually commented on this. I think after this game, he said he he challenged Bogey before the playoffs. He says, if we're gonna go deep, we need you to defend and we need you to rebound. And he said he he responded just how he needed to. He kind of called him out in front of everybody. And uh, he was incredible in the fourth quarter. Well, obviously, we missed him in the bubble last year. And right. so Quinn's going to capitalize on this and say, hey, obviously, we needed you last year. You realize that we do need you again this year. Like, if we are going to go deep, this is, this is a, a part of the recipe that we were missing. So I think calling him out in public was dope. I wish I was there. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think what helps him out, too, is is Royce guards Kawhi most of the game. Ingles has switched on to him at times. Bogey guarded him a little bit, but there's always a great defender on Kawhi. And then come fourth quarter, Bogey's legs are still fine because he hasn't been the, the, the sole defender on Kawhi. And Leonard's been dogged the whole game. I think right, this right. has helped Bogey gain some confidence in his defense and him the ability to, to attack Kawhi on the defensive end. Interesting, yeah. So it's it's good to see the strategy there. It seems like fourth quarter bogey defense is is what Crazy. Snyder's going for with some a little bit fresher legs than Kawhi after being dogged the whole game, um, and it's worked. It's been it's we've been shut him down. Way fun to watch. We you know there's been some some big names in the crowd. Obviously, you've seen some mentoring 
from Dwayne Wade himself right off the court during timeouts and foul shots with Donovan Mitchell. One di- one thing that's unique about Donovan Mitchell is he is a sponge and he wants information. He wants guidance anywhere that he can get it. He is not a player who thinks he knows it all and thinks that he is already at the top of his game. No, he's he's going to keep learning and that's why he's developed the way he has. I mean, Karl Malone was at the game last at the Vivian Arena, he was wearing Jordan Clarkson's jersey. By the way, I love it. Not sure how he picks, <laughs> and he players. was on his feet. He was he was getting into it. Yeah, absolutely, as he should, man. We're gonna finish out what he started 20, 30 years ago. That's it's dope. What about the Clippers rotation? What are your thoughts on it? I can't keep up with it. So I'm not a big fan of of Tyron Lue. If I'm a Clippers fan, I'm I'm a big giant question mark there. Right. Um. It, it, even from one game to the next, or one series to the next. It seems like it's a big question mark of who's going to play that night. Right. Who's right. going to start? Who's going to get minutes? Who's going to see time? Rajon Rondo played 28 minutes in game one and did not get in the game in game two. Is that a, is that a good thing or bad thing for the Jazz? For I the mean, Jazz? we I, can't prepare for the rotation. I love it. Yeah, but I, we can't prepare our defense because we don't even know what they're doing. I don't even think their guys can prepare for, for what they need to to play because right. they don't know. Right. It looks like they don't even know who, when they're going to play, if they're going to play, who's going to be on the floor with who. Right. Rotations are, are ridiculous right now on the Clippers, and I would be frustrated. Um, the other one is the man kid, uh, young third-rear player. Oh, right, he, right. He, he played extremely well in the in first round. He's played well all year. Has hardly seen minutes this series. Right, interesting. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Luke Kennard, which I kind of understand this one, who went off on us on game one, had 20 points, third leading scorer for the Clippers, um, hardly played this game. And part of it's his defense. Cause yeah, he can't stop Donovan. It's, it seems like whenever he's in the game, Mitchell would just um, V-line to the feast hoop. off him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But incredible. I would be frustrated if I'm right. a player, one of those role players with, I don't know if I'm playing. Right. I don't know if I'm I'm going to go in and contribute or not. I don't know what I did wrong, you know. Right. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I think that we'll see. I, I I would assume that when they get home, they'll get back into a more normal rotation, just because habits are recreated there in their own environment. Uh, but there's no one as meticulous as Quinn, and I feel like he's going to have his rotation predetermined and. He's going to have off shoots for every type of diversion that the Clippers are going to throw at him. We're ready to go. We're locked into that. Are we going to have a game five? Is this a gentleman's sweep? You and I have tickets to game five. I'm hoping for a game five. I want us to throw a game. We need <laughs> so to you get can to, go. Yeah, I need us to go to L.A., win a game, throw a game. Maybe we throw the first game just so we can come back and the Vivint Arena can get another $8,000 in ticket sales and we can be able to afford to keep all the – Cool players on our team. Is that what they call the gentleman's sweep? Is is four we, to one? Yeah, four to one. Because okay. we let them. You know, we, we're not. You know, it's like mercy rule. Let them have a game <laughs> so they don't feel too awful about themselves. See, not me. I want to win by forty in every no. game, and that's it. And just walk through no, it all. I'm loving these close games. <laughs> way, way funner. Um, jazz up two zero. It can't get any better. Um, headed to L.A. What do you see? What do I see? I see another dogfight. I mean, Man. the Clippers were down 2-0 in the first round. Uh-huh. Um, one in seven. They're no stranger to, to being down. Right. And hopefully the Jazz know this and don't let their guard down because right. they're not going to back down. It showed yesterday we were up 21 points in the third and still ended up losing that quarter. 
Right, and we were behind at one point. Yeah. Only 13 minutes of play time later. I mean, teams don't go down at this point in the playoffs. It's right. it's you fight to the end right. no matter what, and hopefully we figure that out. I see us um, struggling more so than we have. I agree. In these first two games. Hopefully Mike's back. That'll help us, but who knows? Right. I just know we don't got the crowd anymore. We've got to stay healthy at this point. we just got to be careful with our minutes. Less Oni. More Mike Conley. <laughs> Less Oni. It would be good if Minivan could lock in his shots. I don't know if he's getting the second round nerves, um, but his shot's not on point like it used to be in the regular season. And I know he has the shot capability. Um, we just need to ha- have him remember that that's how it works. We give you the ball, you throw it in from that behind that line out. That there one line that's. With the curve on yeah. it. And then it goes in the basket, and then you. You throw fist pumps in the air. And then Ryan Smith will sign your check because right. that's what you're paid to right. do right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that does that does give you some some comfort, though, that we could play a lot better, too. 100%, yeah. Game one, we missed how, how many shots? I think it was 20 or 21 in a row. In the first quarter. In yeah, It was awful. It's crazy. Painful. We can play better. We don't have Mike Conley. We missed right. 20 shots in a row in game one and, and win that game. Right. And... I, I think crunch time jazz right now is as good as it's ever been. I agree. And that's helped us win through games. Right. I think we're there. I think this is our year. Well, everybody, um, 6.30 Saturday night, game three in L.A. You guys will hear back from us after the Los Angeles Clippers road trip from the jazz. We will catch up after two games in L.A. Yep. Saturday at 6.30. Then we play again on Monday in L.A. We got to get one of these two. Have to. The whole goal of the road trip in the playoffs is to win one of the two. If we can get one of these, I, f- I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and you're smiling right now. I know yeah. you're feeling good, too. got to see it back in game five right here in Utah. <laughs> Finish the series up. <laughs> this is Jazbees. We love you all. We thank you for listening. And 2-0. Hope we're feeling good. And I hope when we hear you again or talk to you again, we're in a good mood again. We will be. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Go Jazz. Woo!